is up snap hook listeners today we're going to do a little quick pop episode and we are going to talk about the dji osmo pocket 3 i believe that was just released um jeremy was able to go out and field test it so we're just going to see his thoughts on it ask some questions and just inform everyone about how this could be a beneficial piece of equipment for you on the golf course so jeremy first off where were you my buddy Gavin, who owns Penfold Golf, vintage heritage brand from the 20s, we needed some new photos of a new bag coming out. And we do this where we'll go meet. He's in Philly. I'm in Atlanta. We'll go meet somewhere, play some golf. We decided, let's go to the Pinehurst area. And he had a hookup at Mid Pines, which that place is spectacular. So good. So we met up there. My buddy Will flew in from Kansas, the one that I went to Landman with. Mm -hmm. So we had one more kind of model for it. And I decided last minute, I saw this Osmo Pocket 3 come out. And I was like, this could be a perfect little tool to have on the course to get video without carrying a Ronin, carrying a stabilizer. Like, it's easy to take a still camera, my R5, and shoot some video with it. But it loses a little bit of that fluidity if I'm trying to handhold it and walk on the course and do that. So for mm. people who don't know, the DJI Osmo Pocket 3 is essentially, think that they took the gimbal off of one of their drones. I would compare it to the size of the gimbal off of the Mini Pro 3 or the Mini Pro 4 drone and put it into a handheld device that I would say is about the length of my hand an inch and a half across and it's a little handheld device that weighs i looked it up 179 grams which is 0.4 pounds so very small and it just gives you that little bit of video smooth movement without having to carry around a bigger thing out on the course because in these scenarios we're not there set up at a shot doing a specific thing we're playing around a golf. I'm shooting as we go. So I'm more focused on that than playing. But whenever I see nice light, we scheduled it late in the day. So we have nice sunsets. Mm. And this just gave me another thing to easily throw in my bag and shoot 4K video out of it. And it turned out pretty good. I was really now, happy with it. Have you had any experience with any of the Osmos prior to this one? No, this is the first one. And like I made a quick last minute decision to go grab it like the day before. Yeah. Um, so I I have the Osmo Pocket 2, I guess is the one that I have. Um, I liked it, but I didn't find myself using it a whole lot. One, because the screen was very small. And if you wanted a bigger screen and to see it a little bit better, you had to have an adapter. The adapter would connect to your phone and you had to make sure it was tight and then you could use it that way. Um, it gave you more, you visually see more of what you were doing. What I have seen and read about the Osmo 3 is that it has a much larger screen that flips horizontally to give you like a wider view of what you're doing. Yeah, It so it turns, I think it's probably a three, two to three inch screen. And yeah, you you... You f- that's how you turn it on, actually, is you turn the screen and it powers it on to landscape mode as you should be shooting video. And it just, it worked for me perfectly for what I wanted it for. I don't think it is 
the greatest video in the world. But when you're talking about, I shot something and then we went to dinner, I threw it on there. We threw it up on their Instagram right away, like minor changes so you, and done. It was a, was it a, a Bluetooth download from it to your phone or did you like do a, some type of connector between the two? Yep. Bluetooth DJI has all their apps that are spectacular. Same for the, the drones and this one has its own. What was also interesting that I didn't expect is before you transfer it, you can put little LUTs on it and color. There were probably 20 LUTs built in to the system, handheld, and you can sit there and go through them and make adjustments as you're, before you transfer it off. That's really cool. So basically your end file is, is done. Like yeah. when you transfer it out, it's it's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah, but also it shoots in log. So you're getting the most information possible. So if you want, then if you download that, connect to your computer, download it. If you want to spend the time, take it into Premiere, whatever it is you're using, you can do your own and have the most information possible. So I like having those two different options. Let's talk about pros and cons with it. What were some of the pros of having this on you? A big pro for me is it's small, convenient, and just good stability on the gimbal. I did a few tests before I went of like, you know, you walk a certain way to make sure it's extra smooth, but even then it's just, it worked really well. Um, and it even has, when you're downloading it, you can add a little extra stability to it. Um, just like in premiere or anything else, it shoots 4k video up to, and it also does slow-mo. So 120 frame rate, slow-mo video still at 4k which I, is a big thing for this. Cons, I would say it does have a still camera option. I will never use that because nine megapixels, I think. The only oh, yeah. thing, I, yeah, the only thing I would use that for is it does have a built-in time-lapse setting, oh. which, what, and this is what I like about it. I, haven't, I have not played with this yet, and I'm going to because I love good moving time-lapse or hyperlapse. And with this, you could put it on the table and pick some settings and the gimbal will move and do a moving time lapse or motion lapse. I think is what they call it in their settings. So you can have that little bit of extra movement with little effort. Cause like I've worked with those big slider rigs and you have to program it and mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. And I think for that purpose, the nine, 9.4 megapixels is what it says is the right size because you don't need giant files to build a time lapse out. Mm -hmm. That is the nice thing about the DJI's is those pre-programmed settings that they have to do those different things. It's those are really nice because I think on the two, one of the other options was a like follow mode where it would lock onto your subject and then the gimbal would kind of move as you're walking. So it takes a lot of you know the pot the room for error out of your hands when you're kind of using those different programs. Yeah, it had that same thing, just like on the the drones, active track, or you just lock it onto something. And it, look, there's times it loses it. If you go behind a tree or something, it can lose the subject. But overall, it does exactly what you need it to do to get these little quick editable videos, either if it's going to be a reel or whatever it's going to run on run as. But I think it 
it serves a good in between if you want to combine photos and video from a round of golf and know that you can use little like five second clips from this to make a reel and then add stills to it. And one of the cool reels that you guys did for Penfold was kind of three horizontal shots on, you know, the frame. And it was, I think it was like the same shot. They're all just kind of timed a little bit different, um, which I thought was really cool. So if you want to see what, you know, how this looks on social, head over to Penfold and check out that reel. Cause it was very super cool, moody, um, light was perfect. Grass was tall, like right at hand level. It was, that was really, really cool. We went with a real Russell Crowe gladiator with the hand going through the tall grass. Yeah. And we even, yep. we even like were at the bar afterwards and we're like, what's the song from gladiator? And we found it and <laughs> used that for the audio. Did you? Yeah, we, we, we were, That's we were having a good time. Good. Look, there may have been one or two drinks that made that decision, but we had a good time with it it's the best time to make a decision is when you have a couple of cocktails in hand. I, I am curious, what was it like walking with your camera and then having your Osmo with you? Like, did you ever get to a point where you were taking a photo and then felt the need to like swap to the other, the other one really quick? No, me personally, I tend to look at things from photo as my base because of the drone and because of some of the amazing stuff I've seen some of the guests we've had and things like that do, it makes me want to get more into the video and do mm -hmm. some more interesting stuff. But I don't see that as my primary thing. So mm -hmm. I'm always looking at it as get the photos. And then if I see something that's video wise, if I know I already got photos of roughly the same thing, then I go for the video. Okay. Okay, cool. So no, you didn't feel like it was a hinder in your pace of play no not at all i mean at no point we never had to wait and we weren't no one was waiting on us we were just walking and enjoying ourselves and just getting these shots as we went that's nice is there a zoom option on this it is a digital zoom which i mean anyone who knows a digital zoom will just kind of crop into what your frame is same thing it does have a vertical video option but the vertical video it is cropping the normal video. So you're, it's not a true vertical like the, the drone that flips the camera. The camera stays the same yeah. and it just crops into it. So I, I personally am not going to plan on using that. I would much rather keep it landscape and then crop it myself later if that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so from a price point, you know, using it accessibility, this is something that you would recommend someone who's looking to get into photography or into videography, but maybe not wanting to jump in and use their camera right away or have an additional tool to utilize on the course. Yeah, I think it's a useful additional tool to get the steady movement for social needs. You could do some more stuff with it. It does shoot great quality the sensors not i mean it's a one inch sensor which they like to promote which you can yeah. argue what that actually is um it's easy to use convenient for walking a golf course is what i love about it, it i had no it powers up quick if i see a shot i for a while i had it actually in my back pocket 
like half sticking yep. out of my back pocket while I was playing and didn't even notice it. And then I'd like see a shot, pop it off, take the cover off. And within, I felt like 15 seconds, I could shoot a video. How was the battery life? That's really good. I mean, I didn't shoot a ton on it, um, but it, I think I only used like half the battery. Like it was no problem hmm. whatsoever. And I'm doing short clips. I'm not doing long form anything. They do advertise this as vlogging and things like that. And it can follow you if you're like in a studio setting. Um, but I'm doing shorter 30 second minute clips most. Because uh, we use it on the cradle. We used it on this will do the putting course. I was playing around with it some. And I want to get more into it and practice with it more, but I did get at least three shots that I was very happy with. The the thing that I like about it is with the Pocket 2, you had this like slide-in piece that was your joystick and another button. But in the research that I did on it, it looks like that joystick is just kind of built into it and it just makes it so much easier. It just, it, to me, the three looks like a thing that you just pick up and go to where the two is like, Oh, you had to have this or you needed this, or you maybe you're plugging your phone in it. It was kind of uh, a little bit of a pain. The three, looks like you just grab it, go and you're, you're cruising. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it does. And it does have the app option that you can use that screen. If you want to, for other purposes, you can, it Bluetooth and connects and you can use your screen as your monitor, but I didn't even need to do that. Um, there are some settings that I changed right away and I watched some videos about it and it just for frame rate, things like that, it automatically is set on 30 frames per second. And you, so I like to more of a cinematic 24 frames is my personal preference. So there's some things that you have to go in and make some subtle adjustments from what it naturally comes as, but it's it took me no time to just make those few changes all right so now to ask the big question you're loving it as an awesome thing have you dove down the world of accessories for it yet so i will say the one thing that i wanted to get because it comes in two options when you buy it it is the normal one that just comes with what it is and then there is the creator package I could not find, I would have bought the creator creator combo because it has an, an extra battery that plugs into the bottom of it to give you that mm -hmm. extra battery life. And it actually comes also with their new microphone, the DJI Mic 2 transmitter. So that's something else interesting. If you want to record audio on someone, do a little interview really quick. It has the other end of the transmitter built into the existing Pocket 3. So all you really? have to, yeah. So all you have to do is clip the mic onto the person and it's already built into it. That's actually really cool. How was the audio without it? It seemed good. I didn't necessarily use it for what we were doing. I knew I was going to put music yeah. over it. We left it in there so you can hear a little bit of the bag moving. Um, it's good. Uh, if you're doing an interview, I would want to have a, a mic clipped on someone. But in the time, I could not find it locally anywhere. It was sold out. And I decided this the day before we left. So I could only find just the, just it alone without the creator combo. Yeah. yeah. But I, mm. I'm debating. I may see if I can exchange it and get the creator combo. 
just to have that microphone. Cause I think there's a few things I would like to do that it would be useful for. Yeah. And the creator combo too is nice because it does come with a little like um, tripod stand that clips on the bottom as well to, you know, set it down and have a little bit of stability, which would be cool for like tee shots or putting or whatever else it may be. Um, and sometimes just for holding it too. But yeah, that they always get you with those like fly more combos, creator combos. So they throw in those little extra things where you're like, oh man, it's a really sweet addition. Like I could definitely see myself using something like that. Yeah. And you can buy some of it standalone, but it's like just the batteries and another $70. So yeah. it's like, might as well just get the whole thing. Cause I think the tripod's useful for if you're doing a time lapse or things mm -hmm. like that. And then the other thing I would look at is it does, they do have some magnetic ND filters because mm. when you're outside in daylight, I, I think that would be useful to give you that more cinematic look than just running a straight out of your pocket video to, to separate it yep. from what your phone is going to do. Like, obviously this is higher, a little higher quality than that, but I still think that that would be nice to have. Yep. Yep. I would totally agree with that. So we overall unanimous decision of if you're looking for something to help be an additional tool in your toolbox, the Osmo Pocket 3 is a purchase, you know, that you won't regret. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with it and I'll get some more test runs coming up. Um I don't know if I'm playing golf anytime soon now with the holidays coming up, but uh I'm going to try to do some other stuff with it. Oh, you know what it's do what's gonna be? Get ready for a new time lapse of me blowing the leaves off of my putting green in the backyard. Yeah, shot with this with a little bit of motion to it. How about that? That yeah, because that went off last time you did that. Yeah, I think it got like two million views, which is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. But that is awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool to do that. Cause you can also, I mean, you could do so many different things from above you can get you know ground level with it like you can be out there blowing some leaves back and forth for quite some time yeah i mean that's really i just want to make my neighbors happy with a leaf blower going as long as possible <laughs> so no more golf planned man it's crazy to think there's only uh two weeks left in the year i know i know and that it's like wild and Christmas is on a Monday. So uh, what are you looking at getting anything good for Christmas? Did you ask Mel for anything uh, present wise that you, you might need? You know, it's funny. We were talking about it. And so we're big fans into making, uh, we make a list. So we have a Google Doc that we share. And as we think of the things that we want, we add it to the Google Doc. So it's not like, you know, ex exactly what you're getting, but that way it makes it easier for the person who's buying. Like, okay, I know these are the things that they want. And, uh, it was a year where I was like, man, if I, I was looking back, I'm like, if I wanted it, I kind of just bought it, which I feel like when you get older is kind of what happens, right? You're like, yep. okay, I'm more established in a career. If there's something I want, I just grab it. So I, like, I, I stagger it to where I shoot for the moon. And then I had these little stars underneath there. Right. So I'm like, Hey, I'll throw a like a Q2 on there and see if somebody bites. <laughs> but if nobody bites, like. I'll also take this 50 millimeter G master 1.4 for $1,200. And it's like, Oh, well that's not as expensive as that. Maybe we'll do something like that. But um, the one thing we were talking about is maybe doing like more services style things this year. So uh, my buddy Jordan, who was here for Thanksgiving, 
uh, we did this place called Restore Hyper Wellness or whatever it may be. And uh, we were doing IV drips. They also have like compression and, you know, cryotherapy and all that kind of stuff. And I, I wasn't feeling well a couple of weeks ago and I went and did an IV drip. And I can absolutely say that it did help me feel better. Didn't make me a hundred percent, but you know, those extra days that I would have felt sick, I feel like were cut back to just maybe one day. So we're talking about stuff like that. Um, I don't know, just like little things. I have no idea what I'm going to get. And honestly, I'm like, ah, whatever. I am going to be in St. Louis the 22nd through the 29th, I believe. Um, and my dad and I, actually, the whole family is going to go to Branson for a couple of days. And I have a tea time with my dad to play Payne's Valley. So That's we're going to do great. that. And then we're going to do the little par three because my brother-in-law is getting into golf. And I was like, listen, dude, like you don't want to spend $250, $300 on a round and be miserable. So me, him and my dad are going to go play Mountaintop, which is the other par three that isn't top of the rock. So that would be a lot of fun. I played that before. That's a blast. And then, yeah, the new year rings in and we're headed down to Palm Springs for like 10 days in January. And then the calendar is quickly filling up for 2024. Yeah, it goes real quick. We're looking at buying some sort of wall. They have like those digital wall calendars so we can keep track of everything. Because I've been doing like a, like two months at a time, like a big poster size one. And I'm like, I need one that schedules out farther because I'm like starting to book stuff for April already. And I need to keep yeah. track of everything. Because yeah, yeah. We're, we're here. And then I have a shoot next week for three days, just covering on a video shoot. Then we head off to New York. We're taking the kids to New York for... Uh, to see all the Christmas lights and everything for a few days. So I'm going to obviously make a stop at B&H and just, you know, maybe there's something I need there. Who knows? Yeah, there's always something you need. Poke around a little bit. Because I think it'll line up that we'll get there like right after Hanukkah. So they'll open back up and we'll get to go check it out. So yeah. that's definitely yeah. on my list. But yeah, I'm to the point now where I'm the same way. My wife and I don't even buy presents for each other. I mean, look, I just went and bought this pocket three a few days ago before going out. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't hear this because we didn't, we didn't really talk about it. I just went and did it. Um, <laughs> but no, she's a loyal listener. She's going to hear it. It's fine. <laughs> it's a write-off. It's a write-off now. It's a write-off. Yep. You can use it for real estate stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I assume I'll be, everybody. yeah, exactly. I assume I'll be doing a lot of, I'll, I'll get some in-town time in when the in-laws are here. And uh, get ready for some golf rounds coming up next year. And uh, we'll talk about that at another time. There may be a big one coming early in early in January. Mm. And uh, Very, real big. Yeah, real big, real big. Uh, but I really just need to spend some time sitting down and working on my website, getting a new website up, putting all my stuff out there and start the new year fresh with like, hey, I'm a freelance photographer now. Let's do some work and just throw it all out there. Yep. So that's the yep. that's the goal. Oh, oh what? Yeah. What? Let's talk about. It. I mean, we're two weeks out, but outside of that, is there any other professional twenty twenty four goals that you have? Yeah, I mean, it's just or creator style too. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I need to decide. I have some good jobs working in the world, working right now. Things are going smooth, and it's like what do I really lean into and push mm -hmm. and like make it 
what I want to do as as opposed to just going to do some stuff that will pay well and I enjoy it and I love being creative on whatever it is, but it's like, what's the thing that I want to do with it? Yeah. I don't know what that is yet. I need to like spend some, I've been so busy for the last couple of weeks, last two months, honestly, I haven't been able to just sit down and figure that out. Um, And it's, it's learning how to streamline some things. Like I've been retouching some portraits. I'm finding someone now to do that for me. Yeah. Because my time needs to be spent on finding the next thing and pushing the next thing as opposed to spending hours retouching. I would much rather outsource that, let them pay. It's all in the budget anyways, push that off so I can work on something else and work on getting the next thing. So that's, that's what I'm working on now is just finding those streamlining things. So I not bogged down all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. I like that one a lot. And getting my Mm. handicap down. uh, yeah, same. Always getting a handicap down. I uh, Mel has been on vacation this past week, so it's just been me and Doodle hanging out. And I have not been playing a lot of golf, but what I've been doing is towards the end of the night, I have been looking and you know figuring out, okay, I'm just scrolling Instagram to scroll. I'm just watching TV to watch TV. It's the same Modern Family episode. It's the same Bob's <laughs> Burgers episode. I did go down a hole of uh, Workaholics. So I've been rewatching Workaholics, oh, which one. is just so good. But I got to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm going to take an hour or watch like three videos on YouTube on Adobe Lightroom and learn something from each one of those. So I've been doing that. And then I've been pulling up like really old photos and re-editing some of those in a different light. And I've been looking to say like, well, this is the way I was doing it. And now I'm getting more into like mask and radio mask and linear mask and sky mask, subject mask and how these all work together. Um, and it's been a lot of fun to see like, wow, that's what it did look like, which is okay. But dang, doing it this way, looks like way better. Like I'm embracing much more. Um, I was watching a YouTube video with Peter McKinnon where he went to Iceland and he met up with a guy named Benjamin Harmon. I think is his name. Mm -hmm. He is a photographer in Iceland. Incredible, incredible photographer. And they were showing you how to like bend light and do different things with it. And the video, the the clip that he did, he did this uh, mountain range. And there was one spot in the mountain range that was like completely shadowed. And he brought light into that and then adjusted other areas so that it didn't look totally fake. And when he did the side by side, I was like, that I was blown away by it. So he is do he has a master class um, on his website. And I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do next year. I'm going to invest in that. And I'm going to learn like, okay, how do we take the editing to yet another level of learning all these little different things, how to make all these different masks work for me and, you know, how to create kind of a, a different scene with not a different scene. That's like AI talk, but uh, enhancing the photo that I took. Yeah. And I, sp- I spotted that on one of your story posts. I saw the little radio mask on your screen as you panned away from your computer and I completely agree with you. I want to be better at that too, because it, I like to think that, especially with a landscape and a golf course, whatever it may be, where it's like a big open setting, it makes it where you can turn it more into a the look of an old painting where it's like mm-hmm. so many layers and depth yes. and get all of that into it, where 
I do think digital has kind of tries to limit that and like filters and stuff, try to limit that a little bit. They like crunch things down and it going back to Ansel Adams, he had his whole system. We learned this in school, how to expose your dark and your light. And you would do that with a light meter before you shot anything. Cause you're shooting film. So you would look yeah. at a big scene and find your brightest spot, get that exposure, your darkest spot, get that exposure. And you would learn how to balance between the two. Because, mm. and so it's the same idea, but you're just doing it on the back end with more information, actually, because the, the sensor can, on a raw file, can get you so much more information than some film could. So mm -hmm. it's, and it's being able to control that the right way and make it look natural, like you said, because it is easy to make it look very unnatural with people trying to mm -hmm. bring skies back are so many people I've seen put fake skies. You can do that so easily now in Photoshop, yeah. but it's to me, it's like, yeah, I, I know those clouds. I've seen those clouds a dozen times. You're just copying that and bringing it in. Yeah. But, but like, if you can go into a photo of a landscape, visualizing what you're going to do with it on the back end, that's where you can really gain. Cause then you can expose for certain areas, knowing what you want it to be with the finished product. And it has me thinking too, as I've been editing them, when I go out and shoot, I'm playing Monday. So when I go out and shoot Monday, I'm going to be paying attention to where the light is coming from a little bit more so that when I am doing these edits, it's the light is in the right spots because I know where it was, was in the upper third, was in the upper right, you know, upper left, you know, down in the middle area somewhere. I'm going to start paying attention to that a little bit more to think about those things as I then go into my edit process later that night. Yeah. And look, I think I might take that class with you because I have some things I do and I've gotten really, I, I feel really like stale and what I'm, how I'm processing images. And I want to make them look better. And sometimes I try some stuff and then I go, you know how it is. You work on something for 30 minutes, you walk away, you go eat, you come back and you look at it and you're like, what did I do to this file? You're like, yes. why did I even do this? Like, this is, yes. this does not look good. Yes. I saw somebody post something there like, you know, shot the, shot all this stuff and edit it all. And, and I was done in like 35 minutes. And I'm like, that's not a brag. Yeah. Like you, like you should have that be your first round and then maybe come back to it and then think about it again. Like quickness is not always key in these types of situations. A hundred percent. Like, and like I have images that I know I I'm looking on my desktop right now. I have two images sitting here from Northwood that I know what I want them to be. And it's exactly what you're talking about at the layers and doing it properly with the mask. And I just have never got them to where I want them. So they're just sitting there on my desktop, kind of taunting me in a way. And I shot mm -hmm. those a year ago. Mm -hmm. it, it's funny you say that because yesterday I posted a photo that was at Northwood and my buddy Jordan was walking down the fairway, big trees, fog, footsteps from the dew. And I posted it, but I wasn't like, it was one of those things I came back to, it, I looked at, it, I came back to, it, I looked at, it, I did it, this, I did that. And I'm like, there's something missing. So when I posted it, I put it in my story and was like, there's something missing here. Like somebody tell me. And our previous guest, Andy Tubman was like, dude, mm -hmm. black and white that thing. And then I did it. And I was like, that, like, that's what I was looking for. That was, was in my mind. 
And for some reason, I couldn't make it happen. And then him just saying like, yeah, dude, just hit it with the black and white and mess with your whites and blacks and contrasts and shadows and do that. And then when it was done, I was like, damn it, that's what I wanted to post. Like, that's the post I wanted. But had I not done that, I never would have thought. He's like, yeah, fog, black and white, that's where it's at. That's that's where you get that mood. Yep, and it looked good. I I It, I go, it looked really good. It looked really good. I think it was a smart decision. Um, I always teeter with black and white on some things. Do I want it that way? Do I not? Um, but I do love a, a nice crisp black and white image. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. good contrast in it. It makes a big difference. Hey, when you were playing golf, um, do your clubs get dirty? A little bit, but luckily, yeah, I had that brush that I just got in, thanks to you and our good friends at where? Oh, Dimple and Divot. That's right. Uh, yeah, we had a few wet spots from some rain the day before we played Mid Pine, and it was nice to have that brush just sitting there ready to go. And we were comparing it to the brush my friend had, a little plastic one. And I was like, no, look how much nicer this is. Like, why would you yeah. even use that cheap plastic brush? Well, and like not even the niceness of the niceness of it too, obviously, but like it being that nice hickory that you can really hold and like put pressure on. And everybody's got, you know, ones that have like the built-in water. Just spit on that club, slap that dimple and divot brush on there and just clean that baby right up. Or just have your towel. All I always get one into my towel wet, anyways. So then yeah, that I do, way I, I can always just have that ready to go. And it's I just don't yeah. understand why people would not have nicer things sometimes. Yeah, we uh, always give a shout out to our, our homies at Dimple and Divot. I mean, made the logo, make a quality product. We just we love to get them recognition. Yeah, it's it's a really good product, and that and like I said, also that clasp because it holds on so well. Cause I was using oh, my son, my quality. Sunday bag and just like throwing it down sometimes. And it's like, it could pop off and it never does. Um, never does. No. Also let's does. talk real quick about um, Donald Ross is an asshole. Can we just agree on that? <laughs> I mean, I was loving it. Made a little <laughs> money on you while you're out there playing. Like it was, it was good for me that day. Uh, but uh, you were, you were three jacking around, huh? Okay. So we played mid pines. We played the cradle first one morning. Then went over to play mid pines. Next day we we played Pinehurst number three. And Cradle, I played spectacular. I went bogey bogey and then seven straight pars at the cradle. Love that. Yeah. And I was just like feeling it. And I was like loosening up. And then we get over and I'm driving the ball. I'm off the tee like a champ over at mid pines. And then go at a go at the green hit a good iron and I just watch it hit the green and then just roll off the green every time. And I get, I get it. I know that's, I know that's how they're designed and I know that and I appreciate it, but it just, I know if I played it all the time, I would get used to it and know where to land it. And that's the key is you have to know where to land them to be safe. Never look at the flag. Like don't even pretend to know where the flag is. Like try to hit center of the green for the most part. But just so many tough pin placements that I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's going to be good. And then I saw it roll away and just like gone. Mm-hmm. But mid pines you know, was so good. And they were also rolling at probably a 12, which doesn't help. Oh, God. Yeah. One yeah. one of the things I love about the Pinehurst area is, you know, you go out and you play these challenging golf courses and then you have a 
place like number three, which is an absolute blast. So if anybody is going to Pinehurst and they're going to play like number two and you have enough day to play 36, go get your teeth kicked in at number two and then roll over to number three and, and just kind of enjoy yourself and have like a good time. Here's what I think. Because I played number two a long time ago. I haven't played it since it was renovated, but I'd still, it was the green complexes were similar. It's just everything else around it has changed. I think if you're going to Pinehurst for the first time, go play number three first because it gives you an appreciation for the greens and knowing what you're going to get into. Because I couldn't imagine showing up all excited to play number two or number four and just not understanding the greens at all. And if you have a caddy, it's going to help you. But I think going to play three, hitting some easier tee shots and knowing what those greens are going to do, false fronts, big breakers that you have to give it more than you think sets you up. So then if the next day you're playing number two or four, you understand it a little bit and you're not just getting your teeth kicked in. Okay. Okay, that's a that's a different approach of looking at it, and I actually can appreciate that. Well, it's kind of like if you go to Bandon, go play the preserve first. Oh, for sure. It's like get there. You've traveled a long way because Pinehurst is also in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's like it takes a little bit to get there. So you've done all the traveling. Preserve, you go there, you get the feel for what it is to be there. You have mm-hmm. a little fun. And then go out and play the the real courses. And this was my first time playing three. And that was my thoughts on it is how I would go for it next time. I love it. But I did love love that course. And I think my only critique of number three, like I can understand the hard greens. That's great. I enjoy it. It's a challenge. My only critique is if it was lined with the pines instead of houses everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. It would be like up on my list of great courses. I didn't like having white stakes everywhere. I, I did lose yeah. a couple OB off the tee where it's a long par three and I just kept one closed down a little too much, missed it left and it hit and bounced OB. And so that hurt me a little bit. But besides that, it's a fun course and a good time and a great logo. Yep. Great logo. Speaking of logo, I ran into Seth McCorton while I was there. Oh, no way. Yeah, he, he was there taking his dad for his 70th birthday. And I just, I'm just i in the pro shop and I turn around like, Seth, what are you doing here? So it was good to see Seth because he, he did the design of some of the logos for up there. What hasn't that guy done? He does everything. He does it all. He's the best. Um, yeah. So he had a good Incredibly time. Incredibly talented. Yeah, because just, he just did the number eight logo also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Good trip. We got some good content coming out. Keep an eye out on Penfold Social. And when this comes out, I'll drop some more of the videos onto the Snapbook Social that we can share so you can see what the Osmo Pocket 3 did for me. Love it. All right, buddy. Well, we'll uh, wrap this up and all of our listeners keep snapping. Keep snapping. Mm-hmm.